Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Benny J. Yo, and this is your boy, Chris. And this is Internal Explosion, the podcast. We just wanted to start out by discussing a little bit about what it is we're doing. And I know we did that in a couple previous episodes, uh, but we've kind of revamped. We've taken a new approach to this. And uh, I ended up getting a whole collection of these hats with uh, some fun topics on them. And this one is flexible, and it's got a cute little picture of a fun little octopus. So what's cool about this is I got a whole box full of hats now. A little bit excessive if you ask my wife. Uh, but the cool thing about it is we're going to pretty much do a freestyle approach to podcasting where we're just going to eventually just start picking hats and going right off the top. Today, we had a we had some preconceived ideas of how we were going to approach this. And this is the hat we chose together today. But for future, uh, for future episodes, we're going to be able to just pick a hat right out and boom, go right off the top about it. So, yeah. Yeah, very excited to do it. It's a, it's a stream of consciousness, um, allowing, allowing you to come into our world and hopefully we can um, come into your world a little bit um, virtually, which kind of leads into this whole thing about being flexible mm. you know there there was a time where you had to record live or have a live studio audience and be with people in the same space mm -hmm. some of these people might not even listen to this for an, another couple of weeks another couple of months mm. um this could live uh, forever so to speak until uh, an electromagnetic pulse yes for better or worse for better or worse that is true it could be so, good it could be bad we don't know but but that's that's the flexibility especially in a, a semi-virtual environment we do have to be flexible you know we we carry these things around all the time also so meetings and communication and engagement is based on flexibility because that's that's how we roll these days i agree with you chris there's so much that we've had to flex on because the transition of how we interact socially has changed so much based on the technology that's in front of us. And like you said, the phone, it's designed to captivate us, to keep our faces buried in it, which is kind of a strange thought because I think about it, I, I try not to think about things in a vacuum where I'm, I'm thinking about everybody else and what they're doing and how I interpret that and assess them. And I try to always look at myself too as I'm part of that too. I'm part, I'm in that vacuum as well. So when I think about my phone and I'm, I'm buried into it, I, I always tend to call other people phonies <laughs> <laughs> who can't seem to get off their phone. And yet I myself have a hard time getting off my phone. So it's so easy to want to take that speck out of someone else's eye when we got this massive oak tree log in our own eye. We don't want to look at ourselves, though, because it's hard. It hurts. And we want to always have that leg up on someone else, thinking that somehow we're, justifi we're justifiably better than they are. But the reality is we're all in the same boat. And part of a flexible mind recognizes that despite our desire to always be right, uh, maybe our desire is to always gain affirmation from other people, uh, to use them for our own purposes. Uh, maybe our point is to just feel good about our lives. The reality is there's a lot of working parts in this life, and it's important for us 
to become flexible because life has what feels to us like an infinite amount of variability. So Chris, what are your thoughts on the variability here and how important mm. it is to remain flexible despite that variability? Yo, did, did you just flex on scripture real quick? That, that was real smooth. You just flexed on scripture. Hey. A little, little something. Hey. My man. <laughs> My man. Just, and, but see, we have a tendency to do that. You know, it's, it's very interesting how we have our, our church life and our, our real life. We have our Sunday persona, and then we have our Sunday afternoon through Sunday morning persona. Yeah. And a lot of times, I mean, I'm, I've, I've been guilty of this also, it's, it's been separate. But what you just saw right there is true. In inviting in our beliefs. Um, now mm. we have all types of beliefs. Um, you know, <laughs> some, some are so many. Yeah, some we don't want to talk about at least for this episode. Um, but it, it's so amazing how scripture and our, our faith find its way into everyday conversation. Um, and it's amazing how we start off talking about flexibility because. The flexibility and variability, that's what we have to be. You know, we're, we almost have to be water because mm. we, we talk about our faith in church, but we also have to be prepared to talk about our faith in communities like this. Mm -hmm. um, when I'm in the drive-thru at Chick-fil-A, uh, when I'm at work. Um, and so we don't fit into one consistent shape because, mm. you know, people are different, conversations are different, situations are different so different and so that that flexibility is something that we're called to be because you cannot engage every situation in the same way no or else you miss somebody like i can't preach the same sermon to the same congregation over and over and over because they'll burn out oh, yeah. we have to be very malleable very flexible um while know, holding standards right yeah while holding those norms yeah so there, um yeah man I, I'm, I'm with you chris there are so many things that we want to flex on, but deep down we might have some convictions about how we're flexing on them. And if we're too flexible, you know, think about something that gets bent too many times. Even the most flexible materials that we find, uh, material or products that we can purchase, it says can bend up to a million times. But what happens on the millionth time or roughly around that time? It can break, just like us. We can actually get broken by being overly flexible with things that we need to stand firmly with our convictions on, things that God has commanded us, things that we were called to, to really live by day by day. Uh, so when we flex too far, we're going to feel that. It's going to eventually, it's like, it's like anything, it's like a rubber band. You can only pull it so far, and at a certain point, it's going to break. But I don't believe the fabric of reality will ever break. I think that is universally grounded. God has set the foundation. The truth is the truth. That doesn't change. So what ends up happening is that flexible rubber band snaps back. And however far you pulled it is how hard it's going to come back mm. into you. So you got to think about how far do you really want to go in stretching the truth to justify whatever it is that you're, you're thinking is right for you to do. Because remember... The road to hell is paved with good intentions. And I say that to myself. I'm saying mm -hmm. that to Chris. I'm saying that to all of us. We could easily be on a path 
that we can justify in ourselves. There's this thing in social psychology called confirmation bias. And it's just the belief that we're right without, without having to do a lot of double checking, researching. We just believe we're right in so many cases. And there's that tendency to rationalize all of our thoughts and our behaviors to eventually justify what we're doing, regardless of how good, bad, right, wrong, however you want to phrase it, no matter how bad that is or how true that is. Uh, so it's important for us to recognize how far should we go? Should we go that extra step in a, in a way where something in our spirit is being checked, but we feel this need to have acceptance from the other person, to not be too judgmental, uh, to not be too harsh, whatever it might be, how do we stand in the truth firmly and yet still love our neighbor effectively? Wow, dude, you just, you just dropped some gems right there, man. My goodness. <laughs> Well, how, how, how about this for an interesting dichotomy? We're talking about flexibility, being flexible, but we're clay jars. Clay jars don't flex. Clay jars break. But we have After this, the kiln, right? Yeah. Like we, we have this incredible treasure in clay jars. And, you know, our, our society is built on strength, you mm -hmm. know, to be as strong as we can. But at the end of the day, we're clay jars. It's like yeah. our, one of our relatives died. Mm. Our, our physical strength means nothing, or we lose a job, or uh, marriage is broken, or something like that. Mm -hmm. We lose all that strength. It's like you can lift so much, but something happens that gets us off of our norm, mm -hmm. then we we break and we shatter. Um, so it's very interesting to talk about flexibility and think about our own mortality. Mm -hmm. uh, we have flexibility to a degree, flexibility with our decisions. In fact. If we wake up during the course of the day, our entire day is built on a series of decisions, you know, whether that be good or bad. Uh, so we have flexibility by nature. But at the end of the day, we, we, we do have some norms. And I, I know that in this environment, we talk about alternative truths and what is truth. And mm -hmm. we are questioning truth. And so that, that flexibility in terms of truth is, is a slippery slope. But what I personally think people need is some type of norm, some type of truth, oh. some type of absolute you can hang your hat on and then just kind of build off of. Yes. Uh, so um, I have all types of, of visuals with, with that, that solid foundation. Man, you're talking, you got me thinking about the man who builds his house on the rock <laughs> On Jesus yes. versus the man yes. who builds his house on sinking sands. Mm. Everything outside of Christ literally will fall down. It will sink into the abyss slowly but surely. It might not be immediate, which is why you see sin slowly develop over time until it ends up delivering us to death. There is no, there is no rock foundation that's going to hold us up. Uh, from the weathering qualities of this life, we're always going to be er we're going to be eroded down if we are if we're in the sinking sand. We're going to be we're going to be very uh, subject to bad footing. So like we'll be out if we don't have a solid sense while we're out with other people of what we believe and how we actually live it out. What's going to end up happening is somebody's going to say something or do something that catches us off guard. Mm -hmm because we're not built up enough in the truth 
to remain vigilant in the truth so we can safeguard our hearts from those tendencies we have to want to bend. Now, it's okay to compromise to an extent when it comes to matters of the truth that are still speculated upon. There are a lot of things that we could go left, right, up, down, diagonally with. It doesn't matter which way you go, per se, with certain things because they're hypotheticals to begin with. They're not things that we have to hold tightly. We can hold them with a looser grip or an open hand even. Uh, And that's flexible too, realizing that not everything is capital T truth, but many things are. And those things are the things that we need to cling to, the promises of Christ, the promises that God made with Israel, the promises that God made outside of Israel to bring the Gentiles, everyone who was not part of the uh, the uh, group of Israel, to be grafted in. Think of a skin graft. Mm-hmm. You take a part of skin from somewhere else and you put it onto another part of your body and it literally becomes a natural part of that of that skin area. And it's the same as the Gentiles got, and anybody who was outside of Israel to begin with, in Christ were grafted into Israel, the same promises. Amen. So those are that's an example of something that we should be inflexible about. There's nothing to flex on there. You either believe it by faith or you dismiss it because you think it's foolishness and it doesn't add up to your standard, which is likely rooted in empiricism. Mm. Honestly, look that up if you're not sure what that is. It's, it's more or less the study of all things that are able to be assessed through the senses. Wow, man, you dropping more knowledge today. Yo, random question. Uh, Do you bang with Chick-fil-A, man? On the record, I don't like it because it has MSG. Oh, not oh, Madison Square Garden. Oh man, what 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 do you? What, all right, all right, we got go for it. We got, we, no, we got segue. What do you what do you mess with, man? What food do you? What what is your go to? Fast food. We'll say we'll keep fast it simple. Food? Fast food. Yeah. Oh boy, I don't. I think the I think the the I hate to say this because this sounds so pretentious, and I I know this sounds pretentious. Straight up, I think Panera might be the lowest I'll eat, and even that's questionable for me. Let's run with that. Let's run with that. But Panera, all right. It's okay. It's all right. It's not good. Yeah, but... I prefer Zoe's Kitchen. Okay. That, you know what? Okay. That would be a good example of what would be considered kind of fast food. Because it gets to, it gets to your table pretty quick compared to a, a true sit-down restaurant, full service. There we go. So, we'll, you know, for, for you, we'll, we'll go with Zoe's Kitchen real quick. I'm going, I'm going somewhere with this. I'm going somewhere. You just got to ride with me. I'm riding, um, boy. Let's go. So the thing about Zoe's Kitchen, um, now there's more than one of them, right? Oh, yeah. It's a whole it, it's a, It's chain. a full chain. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what? when you go to a Zoe's Kitchen out in L.A., mm-hmm. you can bank on the food being fairly similar, right? Same quality, same taste, flavors, and all that stuff. At least that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe a couple different menu items depending on what region you're in, because right, it seems typical. Right. And so that that's very similar to truth. Mm. It's like the, the thing that we're looking for with truth, or the thing that's most important, I believe, in truth is consistency. Mm-hmm. We need to be able to, to build our beliefs on something. And so when you go to Zoe's Kitchen... You're looking for that absolute something in your stomach's like you know what 
I'm really craving this food and you can taste it. You can imagine it. You can visualize it. You order it, you get it. And you're like, I'm going straight Pavlovian wow. right now. <laughs> I got, I'm about to start drooling a little bit, man. I'm thinking of them steak kebabs. Oh, I love me man. a kebab. And see, and, and you're doing exactly that because you are, you are hinging mm. yourself to that truth that something on that menu is resonating with you and it's consistent oh, yeah, man. Like every single day. Another example though, real quick, I take the, I take it back. There's another place that I get with five guys. Oh my goodness. Nothing puts you to eternity faster <laughs> than a delicious, greasy five guys, cheeseburger, double up with French fries, Cajun style, man. Oh my goodness, does that change your life? But it could also end it too. Quickly. Eat healthy. Eat fresh. Subway. <laughs> there we go. Product placement. <laughs> Holla at your boy. I but can't stand Subway. It, it's the consistency. Sorry, Jared. It, it's the <laughs> Jared. <laughs> That's old right there, yo. J Red. We just dated ourselves. But it's all right, because some of y'all can resonate. If with I that. could date myself, I would. Just to put that out there. Strong foundation. But I'm married, so I probably shouldn't say that. Well, you you know what to expect, right? <laughs> Consistency. Consistency. That's true. That's true. I know if I was dating myself, it would be very consistent. Yeah. And you know true. what you're getting. You know what you're getting. That is right. Yeah. So so that consistency, right? We need that consistency. <laughs> and that's really all our faith system is based on. It's like when we talk about consistency and we know what to expect, and then you look in this this great book called the Bible, and you're like, wow, God, you have been consistent over decades, over millennia. Mm -hmm. But I know some people, just like I used to be, are like, well, that was then, right? Yeah. Yeah, stuff like that doesn't happen. So I actually look back at my life and look where God has touched my life. Look at the pain points where God has touched my life and seeing how God is very consistent with scripture. And then I look back one generation to my parents and then to mm -hmm. my grandparents. And I'm like, wow, that thing that God did in the Bible, mm -hmm. you did to my family and did to me and doing to my kids. Mm -hmm. So that Zoe's kitchen consistency. Mm -hmm. God is like, whoa. It's amazing how I can pray and certain things happen. Now, that doesn't mean life is perfect. No. But... I can pray to God with <laughs> with, with confidence because I know that there is some type of consistency with God, mm -hmm. and that's built on the truth of what God says. Yes, because He never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, forever. He stands outside of time. Like We always think of things sequentially in a linear fashion, A to B, and everything in between. And that even that is limited in the mm -hmm. way that we can see it and understand it. And then there's God who is literally outside the box, always is, always was, always will be. And that is such a wild thought for us, but it's something that's consistently true if you can receive it by faith. The word teaches this. Uh, it's, it's so evident when you look around. There's yeah. got to be something infinite because our hearts cry out so deeply for something more. So what is more? And why would we cry out for something that was just weak sauce? Why would we want something that isn't infinitely more powerful than us? The fact that we can even conceive that idea that there is something infinite, that right. it could be a thing, should tell us that there's got to be something. It's not just 
a random pie-in-the-sky idea. I know a lot of y'all think about the flying spaghetti monster as an option. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, all right. It's Your edible. mind can think. <laughs> Just saying. Bro, it's not carb-friendly. It's not keto-friendly. Back off it. So, yeah, you, you really got to think about if you can perceive something, if you can conceive the idea, it came from somewhere. It's, it's not random. It's not – you don't create things out of thin air. What you're creating out of is the the ethos, the mm. everything that's already been created. God allows you to use the materials he's given us to create things that reflect your own image, which is actually in the image of him. Mm. So you're either operating in a broken version of that image or you're operating in a fullness of that image through Christ, empowered by the Holy Spirit. There's really no other way. That's it. So I know I'm being really direct, but you'll find out that's just kind of who I am. And understand, it's because I love you enough to share that truth mm-hmm. with you. Yes. Call a confirmation bias. Call back. <laughs> I think it's important for you to recognize I don't speak this stuff because it makes me think that people will like me more. Because I'm sure that they won't like me more, as mm-hmm. my experiences throughout my life have shown me. People tend to hate me when I tell them the truth unless they themselves have a love for the truth. And it's interesting we're talking about, like, when you think about truth and absolute, we're thinking about things that are, like, concrete, mm-hmm. but you're wearing the flexibility hat. <laughs> so I know someone's saying, like, man, they really got off topic. But the, Yo, the, the, the beauty of this is... Slice me a, get me a slice of that octopi. <laughs> <laughs> and that is not how you say octopus, plural. It's octopuses, which is ridiculous. Blame English. Yeah, you know. Blame English. Man. But go on, please. I just, that's just <laughs> random. But what, once we have some absolutes, when we once we have some operating procedures, mm. there is so much flexibility. Yeah. There, we, we can really enjoy ourselves. We can have fun. Yeah. It's like s- scripture talks about it. It mm. says, Yo, everything is lawful, but not everything is helpful. So there is some discernment. But it's not built on rigid laws and rules and stuff. It's like no. once you have your foundation in Christ, you can live a full life, a, a life more abundant. Oh, yeah. That, that's amazing. There's freedom in that. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's interesting you talk about that. Uh, oh, snap. I lost my train of thought. It's coming back, though. It derailed for a second. But it'll come back to me. Chris, just fill in the gap. <laughs> oh, fill in the gap. Your flexibility is freedom. It He's is, a Philadelphia amazing. Philly. Oh, yeah. He's filling it oh, in. Oh, yes. A Philly, born and raised, 100. <laughs> so you, know you, were, you were saying, remind me super quick, where were you at? With um, f- freedom and flexibility, we talked a little bit about how everything is lawful, but not everything is helpful, and how we have to use discernment. You got me back. Back on the train. So what's cool about this is it's wisdom that will actually give you that flexibility. And the only one that grants true wisdom is God. So even though I had a lapse in uh, memory there, very uh, random short-term issue. Thank you, Chris, for uh, helping me out, big dog. No doubt. Wisdom is what gives us flexibility in our thinking. Solomon sought wisdom, and Solomon was considered the wisest of all the land at that time. And it's because he sought the Lord and God granted him wisdom to deal with so many different things effectively, incredibly so. So I think it's something that our our culture lacks. A guy named Dennis Prager, 
Um, he is a very interesting person to listen to. He talks about this quite clearly that our culture's biggest issue right now is we don't seek wisdom. Mm-hmm. We're not taught wisdom anymore in our, in our moments of indoctrination throughout grade school or the university. People aren't really seeking the ancient literary books or even books from just some hundreds of years ago. There is so much understanding and wisdom to be found in the writings of people that have already lived life fully. They've, they've gone through sanctification. They didn't arrive until they died, but the reality is they continuously were growing from the adversity they were facing, and a lot of them, the trust they had in God. They, they had a direction. They had a foundation in truth. Whether it was directly linked to Jesus or not may not have been, because truth is truth, period. It doesn't matter. If you ascribe it to Jesus or if, if, if you give it over to him and say that's, that's where the truth comes from, that's amazing. I'm, I'm glad. But a lot of truth just might not be placed correctly, but it doesn't change the fact that it's still true. Oh, dude. I, you took the words out of my mouth. I'm like, what is a working definition of, of truth? Tasty. <laughs> what is a working definition of truth? Um, I think on a super simplistic level, it's something that is the truth no matter the time or the place. Mm-hmm. So the truth in suburban Philadelphia is the truth in St. Louis, Missouri, oh, yeah. or over in Thailand. Mm-hmm. Um, it's true today. It was true yesterday. It was true decades ago. And so some things may seem like, yeah, yeah, that's right. But then tomorrow it's not right because mm-hmm. the situation changes. Yes. A true, absolute truth, it doesn't matter. It, it's consistent, as we yeah. talked about. It's not dependent upon context. Right. Right. It is the reason for context. <laughs> Amen. Thank you. <laughs> that, that is perfect. <laughs> it's, it's, there are some things in life that are flexible, and there are some things that are meant to be static. Now, it's okay to be curious. It's okay to test all things according to the scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's what science essentially did. It said, we're going to test everything beyond the scripture as well. We're going to test inexhaustibly as far as we can take it. And that's not bad, but it needs to be grounded in God. If it's not grounded in God seeking out him, curiously examining the things that he's created, like Romans 1 talks about, it's clear that God exists just by looking at nature. Man is without excuse, so is woman, however you play that. All of us are without excuse if we don't take a look at nature and realize, you know what? There's got to be something greater than us. There's got to be something bigger that was able to create. Because this just doesn't happen randomly. Even, even, Even scientists have said over and over, philosophers have said over and over again, it would, the, the infinitesimal chance that this would all come to be is is it's absurd to even think about. So, so let alone to say there is no God. I mean, the scripture's clear on that. The fool says in his heart there is no God. So I'm gonna make that clear right now. It would be Mic drop. I hope you don't uh I hope you don't turn it off just because there's uh some harsh realities we're talking about here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it it would be similar to taking a bunch of letters, throwing them up in the air. <laughs> And getting a dictionary in order. <laughs> um, that, that's good. That, that's as silly as, as it is. And I mean, it truly is. I mean, we're, we're not trying to knock anyone for their belief system or everything. But mm. if, if we can agree that, you know, God is real, I mean, that, 
that's really what we're saying right here. It's like, yo, there are certain things that you hang your hat on, literally, yep. yeah. at the end of the day, and and God is real. And and if God isn't, it, it actually takes more faith to say that God is not because you're flying in the face of of science, some very, very knowledgeable people, more knowledgeable than oh. we'll ever be. But knowledgeable, yeah. not necessarily wiser. Right. And that's right. all God, though. Anything that we can claim is, is wisdom in our lives or anybody else might credit to us, it's all thanks to God through Jesus that we have any ability to apply wisdom to our daily living. Amen. Amen. No boasting in our own flesh. Which is what a lot of, that's what a lot of academics end up doing. It's just knowledge can make us very arrogant. It can puff us up and make us think we're better than we really are. We need to be like Paul and think of ourselves with sober judgment, mm -hmm. seeing ourselves as we really are. Yeah, man. So, so that takes flexibility. To see yourself as you really that's are, it. you have to that's be willing it. to turn your head a lot and bend your ears to hearing things about yourself that you wouldn't want to hear, but only could hear from someone else who doesn't have that confirmation bias that you have. They see you differently and hold pieces of you in a collective sense that if we don't hear them, we're going to miss important facets about who we are as people in a communal sense. God uses others to demonstrate to us where we're missing elements of who we really are. And I was about to say, like, I, I wanted to bring them in for a landing because, yo, this is oh, some, some rich content. But basically, all we're saying is if you're going to be flexible, which I know most of us, shoot, we want to be flexible. <laughs> it's hard. But in order to be flexible, there has to be some truth. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't be flexible outside of the law or else someone's going to end up in jail. <laughs> Or so, dead. Or, yeah, or dead. Seriously injured. Let's go there first. Yeah, Seriously there we go. injured. We, we have some stages. Then dead. Then dead. But that we can have flexibility once we establish some, some, some truth. Mm -hmm. Some truth. Some standard operating procedures for all my corporate folks. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, we just have to understand what the truth is. And within that truth, we have a ton of freedom. Um, our, our faith lens is through the, the Christian lens, and within that lens, we can we can eat what we want. Yeah. We we can pretty much do Less whatever the blood. we want. We don't we don't need that blood. Yeah, we don't we don't bang with the blood, man. That's not, not <laughs> that's not good, man. <laughs> but, but yo, real quick factoid. Yeah. When you buy meat at the store and it looks like it's bloody, as people say, you get that pink looking juice that a lot of times it's mistaken for blood. According to what I've read, everything that's at the store has been drained of blood, and that is actually a protein from the blood called myoglobin, and it's not actually blood. So all you kosher, glatt kosher, um, um, oh my goodness, what's the other, what's, what's, the, what's the Muslim version of kosher? Come on. Uh, halal. Halal. Yeah. Oh, forgive me for not having that off the top of my head, but all of those all of those people following those types of rules, regulations, it's myoglobin. So science is helping you eat the rare meat if you so if you want it. It's there. It's so random, but I just felt like I needed to share that with you. That's me, me being flexible on the podcast for the sake of my spontaneity. Because someone can have a burger today and love the mess out of that thing. Oh. 
So that's that's really all we're trying to do. Um, you know, two two flawed individuals nope. who who admit that there is wisdom from God that's mm. able to touch someone's life and allow you to be free, um, be flexible, yeah. um, but also acknowledging some some truths in there. Um, you know, our, our our faith lens is not something that is super stringent. Scripture says, love God, yep. love others. I just saved you reading 2,000 pages of Scripture. Love God, love others. That's it. It's all it, summed up. <laughs> that's it. He said all the other laws are summed up in those two laws. They're all fulfilled if you do those two things. Because if you're doing those two things, it means you understand what the other things are in order to do those two things. But that's the central focus. And we find that absolute. And then within Mm -hmm. that, as long as you're doing those two things, you'll have a party. You'll have a ball. Go bananas. Uh, Which that probably ties into another hat for another episode. So you'll have to see. When we pull that, just remember this moment. But yeah, all man, I'll say is, all I'll say is, sharp fanged baboon Ooh. <laughs> with that big old, <sighs> Ooh. you know, what I'm talking about booty, blue booty out, fanged, funny creature. <laughs> man, that, that makes me want to come back <laughs> for that. The blue booty, blue booty. My goodness. There we go. Well. Chris, this has been awesome dialogue, yeah, man. man. I, I'm just thankful I'm that you it. and I can freestyle like we do off the top like this and, and have a really good time talking to this potential audience we hope to build. We, you know, we just want you, we want people to know the truth. And we think this is a really great platform for us to get that truth out there to you guys. And uh, all we hope for is that God is glorified through what we do. And I, we, we know he doesn't need this. His glory is, he's self-sufficient. He's glorified within himself. But he does appreciate the glory we bring him as his children. And uh, we just want we just want to be the salt and light of the earth. So we hope you feel assaulted by this. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, hey, this is Benny J. It's your boy, Chris. This is Internal Explosion, the con... Context? The, <laughs> the, the podcast about Yo! the context. Let me just say that again. And here it is again. This is Internal Explosion, the podcast. Ben and Chris signing off. Peace. Peace, y'all. <laughs> Yo, that was hot, man. We can even freestyle mistakes, man. Bro, I don't even care. Yeah. Honestly, like, hot, the dude. mistake, I feel, was good. Yeah. <laughs>